This is the Bible in one year, day three. Talk as you walk. I love walking. Apparently it's one of the best forms of physical exercise. Of course, walking is also a means, and for some people, their only means of transport. Walking for whatever reason is more enjoyable with someone else. Walking and talking is a great way to communicate with family, friends, and also with God. The point is that we're doing two things at the same time. We're not just taking exercise or traveling. As we walk together, we are in communion with one another. Both Enoch and Noah walked with God. They didn't just sit, kneel, or stand with God, the kinds of actions we would often associate with spending time with God. But they were also in communion with God when doing something else. While you're doing other things, working, eating, exercising, or relaxing, you can be in communion with God at the same time. Personally, I find it the best way to pray. This has been my pattern for the last few years. After reading the Bible each day, I go out and walk around our local park, which is almost deserted early in the morning. I note down anything I sense the Holy Spirit saying as I pray. You can pray as you walk to the bus stop or walk from one activity to the next. Talk as you walk. The Bible has a great deal to say about walking with God. It's how you were intended to live. God's desire for you is that you walk humbly in a relationship with him. This is what Jesus has made possible. You are to walk as Jesus did. You may stumble from time to time, but one day you will walk with him dressed in white. Arm three. With your head held high, David walked with God. This does not mean that everything was perfect. This psalm was written during a rebellion by David's son Absalom that had been partly caused by David's adultery. Yet David repented of what he'd done, and God forgave him, and his relationship with God was restored. David did not have an easy life. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying to me, God will not deliver him. David cries out, but you, God, shield me on all sides. You ground my feet. You lift my head high. Like David, bring your fears and requests to God. To the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. In spite of his distressing situation, God lifted up David's head. God does not want you to be downcast. Don't keep looking at the regrets behind you, the problems around you, and the sin within you. Rather, lift up your head and see the help above you. Walk with your head held high and your eyes fixed on him. David was able to say, I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. In spite of all the troubles, he seems to have a deep peace like a lake where there may be rough waves on the surface, but deeper down, there's a great stillness. Lord, I pray for the year ahead that you would help me to walk with you daily in the way of peace, with my head held high, trusting you to supply all I need for the day ahead. This one from Matthew 2 and 3. Walk in step with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. Whereas John's baptism was symbolic, Jesus would baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This prophecy is then dramatically affirmed when the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus as he's baptized. 
showing that he is the one John is speaking about and that Jesus is able to pour out this same Holy Spirit on you and me. In many ways, Jesus' baptism was different from ours. He did not need to be baptized for repentance, and he was already filled with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist was hesitant about baptizing him, but Jesus said, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus identified with us, sinful human beings, right from the start. He did this so that he could bear our sin on the cross for us. As a result, you are able to experience the Holy Spirit in a similar way and walk in step with the Spirit. We see here something of what it means to walk in step with the Spirit. First, get refined in the fire. John said that whereas he baptized with water, Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. The Holy Spirit will come like a refining fire to bring power and purity in your life. Knowing the refining fire of the Spirit in this life means that you can be free from the fear of the fire of judgment when Jesus returns. Second, be filled with peace. When Jesus was baptized and came out of the water, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. The dove is a symbol of peace which the Holy Spirit brings to your life. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. Third, be assured of your adoption. The voice from heaven said, this is my son. Jesus is the son of God in a unique way. However, the Holy Spirit assures all of us that through what Jesus has done for us, we too are sons and daughters of God. You receive the spirit of adoption and by him you cry, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit himself testifies with your spirit that you are a child of God. Both know that you're loved by God. The voice from heaven said, whom I love. The Apostle Paul writes that God's love for you is poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. Fifth, feel his pleasure. The voice from heaven says, with him I am well pleased. Again, it is supremely true of Jesus. But as you walk in step with the Spirit, you too can experience this sense of God's delight and pleasure. I love the moment in the film Chariots of Fire when the Olympic runner, Eric Liddell, says, when I run, I feel his pleasure. Lord, thank you that you give me your Holy Spirit to refine me, to give me peace, to assure me that I'm a child of God, to know your love and to feel your pleasure. Help me to walk in step with the Spirit. From Genesis 4 to 6. In relationship with God, human beings are the pinnacle of God's creation. God created us to walk in a relationship with him. When God created the human race, he made it godlike, with a nature akin to God. He created both male and female and blessed them, the whole human race. However, sadly, the human race went astray. Human evil was out of control. People thought evil, imagined evil, 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 evil from morning to night. It broke God's heart. Evil starts in our thinking and imagination, that is, in our hearts. It's a case of garbage in, garbage out. We need to watch not just our actions, but also our thoughts, attitudes, motives, and imagination. In the midst of corruption and evil, it's possible to be different and to make a difference. Enoch and Noah are two examples of those who did not go along with the crowd, but walked with God. It appears that after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God for the rest of his life. 
There's something so powerful, amazing, almost miraculous about seeing the birth of our own children. One of my very close friends became a Christian through experiencing the birth of his first child. Enoch walked steadily with God. And then, one day, he was simply gone. God took him. Noah also walked with God. He found grace, favor in the eyes of the Lord. In spite of all the evil going on around him, Noah was a good man, a man of integrity in his community. Noah walked with God. Noah believed God and built a boat, even though it was not raining and there was no water in sight. Noah did exactly what God told him to do. Lord, help me to be righteous and blameless in my thoughts, words and deeds, walking with you in a close relationship. Help me to do everything you tell me to do. Per adds, in Genesis 5, 24, it says, Enoch walked with God, and then he was no more, because God took him away. I've... Shalt thou go, and dust 
shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also, and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins, and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also the tree of life, and eat, and live forever, Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Chapter 3. The Man and Woman Sin. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her. and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? 
gave me, who gave me the fruit, and I ate it? Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Paradise lost. God's judgment. Then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all who live. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life, and eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Gracious, 
you guys. <laughs> oh my God, please, please join me in Bible study, please. So right now we're going to read the rendering of divine names. All appearances of El or Elohim or Elo have been translated God, except where the context demands the translation gods. We have generally rendered the trend Tretagramination Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, consistently as the Lord, utilizing a form of small capitals that is common among English translations. This was distinguished, this will distinguish it from the name <coughs> Adoniah, which will render Lord. When Adoniah and Yahweh appear together, we have rendered it sovereign Lord. This also distinguish Adoniah, Yahweh from Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, and Y-H-W-H appear together. When we have rendered it Lord God, when <coughs> Yahweh appears with the term Teshebeth, we have rendered it Lord of Heaven's armies. To translate the meaning of the name, if in a few cases we have utilized the translation, transliteration <coughs> Yahweh, uh, Y-A-H-W-E-H, -E when the personal character of the names is being invoked in contrast to another divine name or the name of some other god, and it says, for example, see Exodus 3, 15, uh, and then chapter 6, 2, and 3. <coughs> In the Gospels and Acts, the Greek word Christus has normally been translated as Messiah when the context assumes a Jewish audience. When a Gentile audience can be assumed, which is, these are the only two, Jew, Jews and Gentiles, like, okay, these are religions, it's not really a religion, but these are the groups, it's a Jew, either you're worshipping the Jews and Jewish God, or Gentile and Gentiles God, and this is showing that Gentiles is the ones who aren't Jews, right, Jews, Jews and Gentiles, this is how the Bible was translated, for the Jews and for the Gentiles. And I was a little bit wrong when I said the King James Version is the one to follow, which it is. It is the one to follow, except, like I said, you have to pay attention to the words. God and your creator, the one who made you in his image, will show you the words and what they need to be. You will feel it. And, uh, you know, they say study, right? Bible study. So listen to me. You're not supposed to worship this book. You're not supposed to be like, oh, let's pray, pray with this book. Let's pray with this cross. No, you pray with your hands and your heart. You pray with your hands and your heart and you use this book like your best school teacher you have ever had in your life that will teach you and guide you and show you. Guys, I'm telling you, all I've been doing is like instead of listening to the radio or listening to uh, watching TV when I'm alone, um, I'm listening to the radio as you heard now because I'm driving. I was bringing my kids to school and decided to pull over into the park and I, that song came on while I was uh, getting ready to talk to my friends. So, you know, I'm just here jamming out and, but when you're alone, this is what God wants. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I'm not telling you my, my business, but when you are alone, God wants your heart. God wants your thoughts. Even when you're not alone, that's why it says where two or more are gathered, that's where I am, because he wants us to talk about, did you know that God is not God? God is love. Love is like, 
God. Did you read it? Did you see it right here? Word Christus is constantly translated Lord, except in the translated Lord. Why is that not going away? Whenever the New Testament text explicitly quotes from the Old Testament and there and text there, it, it is small capitals. So small letters, big letters. Why do you think that that is? The small capitals. Because it's the phrase of the words. It's what we're supposed to be. Our words are almighty. God's words are almighty. And the words and how you say it and pronounce it. And even if I was to swear and it was a passion on like what I'm saying now because I've done it before. <laughs> it's passion in your heart. God knows your heart. So people, you can say whatever you want to say and people will take it however they want to take it. This is what the difference, I think, I think the difference between God and the devil is because I've been watching a lot of the clips of people of questioning, well, if there was a God, then why? If there was a God, then why? And where is he? And why is all this stuff happening? But I'm telling you, if you just read the first couple Bibles, the first couple, just Genesis through uh, the, you know, the first couple <laughs> chapters that we're going to read right now, we're only on chapter three in Genesis, but I went all the way to Joshua and I'm telling you, it's repeated. It's repeated over and over in the Bible to love, love and absolutely love. God is love. The devil is hate. All them bad thoughts that you think, all them negative. Oh, so negative. My God, the negativity is like, that's the devil. Okay. God gave you free will and God gave the devil free will. So the devil can show us delight. That's for sure. Cause you know, this and the Bible even says it. And, and that movie, oh my God, I don't know the name of the movie, but, uh, the mom she's in, you know, in a, in a, um, in a nursing home and the guy asks look at me I have everything and I'm here and I'm okay and you're you have given your heart and your life to the Lord and yet you're here sitting in a in a in a in a, in a retirement home <laughs> I couldn't think of it I don't know why that was so hard but you're sitting here in a retirement home with uh dementia and she said it she said it she said it the devil makes you look it's so comfy like he gets you locked in its cage listen it's not even locked yet right so he puts you in this little cage and you're sitting there and he gives you everything that your heart ever desires and you're just like there's no reason to leave this cage and then one day you have all this stuff that you ever wanted one day that door shuts and you want to leave to get out of your comfort zone there's nothing there. You can't leave. The door is locked. You're stuck in your comfort zone. You're stuck in that in the cage. You're stuck in the cage because of the choices you made while you were living. Once you die and your soul, this is the whole purpose. Body, mind, and soul. Listen, guys. Body, mind, and soul. We are all connected. Whether you believe in God or not, God is the air that you breathe. I'm telling you, God is the air that you breathe. God is the air, the carbon monoxide coming from the trees that the trees breathe. God is the worms that the birds peck. Like God is everything in this universe. God, there's nothing in this universe that has happened that God does not know. God is not with us. Oh my God, I'm just telling you, you got to listen, you got to read this. And this is, I wanted to show you this, the renderance of the divine names, because it's 
in the name Yahweh. So it says Y-H-W-H. But listen, God's name is breath. It's not the word breath. It's is breath is every time you breathe every word that you speak that's why god says don't use my name in vain and he says i am they said it says i am but i am you i am breath i am life i am the spirit that guides everything we are in a shell we are not who we are right so you got to learn who you are because your body is who you're who people think you are your mind and your heart and your soul is who you are and to find that out oh my god like whoa whoa <laughs> i can't wait to show these verses with you guys i'm i'm I, that's why i'm like i'm finally excited to be able to spend time with you guys today because whoa i'm like mind-blowing so we're over here i'm gonna put where's my there it is chapter three look how pretty it's so pretty so chapter three is the man and the woman sins all right this is what we're gonna view review right now is the man and the woman sins so the serpent think about what i just said that god made all the animals and god made everything of the world the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the lord god had made why do you think that is why do you think the snakes the serpent why do you think they use that word too instead of snake instead of deceiver instead of evil one right the shrewdest of all the wild animals the lord god had made one day he asked the woman why is the woman even talking to the snake why is she talking to the snake is she supposed to be the mother of everything and everybody why is she even talking to this animal did god really say that you must not eat from the fruit of any of the trees in the garden any of the trees in the garden of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden the woman replied it is only the fruit from the middle of the garden which we are not allowed to eat right so god said you must you will die if you even touch it the snake says you won't die <laughs> god knows that you won't die you know what will happen you know what will happen when you eat that amazing things will happen you'll be just like god that's what will happen what she said oh my god i want it so bad so she the snake said god knows that your eyes will be open why do you think that is your eyes your eyes will be opened when you eat the fruit right the woman was convinced that she she saw the beautiful fruit it's so it looks so yummy but there was fruit everywhere right any tree in the garden she couldn't leave that one tree alone because the tree, the fruit looks so delicious. Why do you think that is? She did not deny herself the apple or even deny herself talking to the snake. Think about that. The snake talked to her and she didn't tell him to go away. She didn't tell him to leave. The snake questioned her and then she questioned God, right? So God knows that your eyes will be open. The woman was convinced since she saw the tree. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. And where was Adam in all of this, right? Where was Adam in all of this? Adam was standing right there beside her, listening to the whole conversation, saw the whole conversation happen as it unfolds, right? 
he ate it. And suddenly at the moment, at that moment when they ate it, their eyes were open and suddenly they felt shame. Think about that. All right. So you're going to know good from evil. And the first thing you feel, the first feeling that you feel after eating the supposedly good apple, delicious and fruitful apple, you felt shame. Really? Why is shame the first feeling in the Bible? Besides good, God felt everything was good, right? When he made creation, everything was good. Everything was good until the sixth day. Everything was great, right? Now here we are. He created it and then they ate it and they felt shame. They felt ashamed because they were naked. Because they were naked. What? Their eyes were open and they felt shame because they were naked. So they sewed figs leaves together figged leaves together to cover themselves when the cool evening breezes listen the cool evening breezes were blowing the air that we breathe the wind was blowing the breeze this beautiful freaking breeze man guys i'm telling you i'm just sorry but my <laughs> it's exciting so the breeze when the breeze blew His wife, when the evening breeze was blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking, right? Talking, walking, walk as you talk, talk as you walk about the garden. He was walking. The Lord was walking about in the garden. So they hid from him in a garden that he had created, in a world that he had created. They tried to hide from God. God said, where are you? Where are you? Adam, the man said, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid because I was afraid. I was naked. Oh, my God, 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 say, why, how, who, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of the fruit I commanded you not to eat? Why did you do that? Now you're going to suffer sin forever. You're going to suffer forever because I asked you not to eat the fruit. Yes, it looks good, but you did not deny yourself. You did not deny yourself. That was the first person they could not deny themselves, the apple or the snake. So the woman, you, listen, he said, because you told you you were naked. Have you eaten from the tree? He commanded you. The man replied, listen to his answer. Listen to his answer. The answer was, it was the woman who you, you gave her to me. You gave her to me and she talked to the snake and then I ate the fruit because she said it was good. They said it was good. So I believed them. Listen, the snake and the woman deceived the man. How is that? Isn't the man supposed to be the leader? Isn't the man supposed to be the one who knows and supposed to be like, hey, stop talking to her. Don't eat the apple. God told us not to eat the apple. So there you go. There's the first one, right? Adam did not protect his woman and his, his creation, creator. He did not protect them. He blamed them, right? He blamed them. It wasn't me. It was the woman who you gave me. You gave her to me and I ate it. Then the Lord asked the woman, what have you done? She said, the serpent deceived me. And that's why I ate it. The serpent deceived you? What? God said, well, because you haven't listened, right? Isn't that what you tell Mike? I tell my kids, like I tell you, bad things happen when you don't listen. God told them don't eat. Well, here's the first bad thing. Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. Well, this was a serpent. 
curse more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, graveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and her offspring and your offspring. So it'll go on and on and on and on and on and on, right? From the snake and the woman and the snake and the woman and women run from snakes. I don't like snakes, so, you know. Um, and I... Hostility between you and your woman and offspring and he will strike your head and he will strike your heel. I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain, you will give birth. So I don't know about you, but pain, pregnancy, oh my God, it is very painful. It is very back-breaking. Um, you get growth pains when your belly grows. You get a lot of, lot of pains. <laughs> um, and the man, he said, since you listened to your wife, since you didn't protect her and you actually listened and you ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat from, the ground that you walk on, the ground that was supposed to produce all these beautiful fruits. He said, I gave you everything to eat, right? I gave you it all to eat and you still ate what I asked you not to eat. Why? Right? This is over and over and over in the Bible. He says it over. I tell you, I tell you, and you don't listen. Guys, man, oh my God. It will grow. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> did you listen to you? Oh, we already did that. Um, oh, the ground that you were cursed because of it, all your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. And it will grow thorns and thistles for you. Though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, will you have fruit to eat until you return to the ground from which you were born, or from which you were made, sorry. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. It says uh, in chapters 2, 1 through 7, remember that? It was over here. The man and uh, the woman in Eden, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Neither wild plant or grains were growing on the earth, so the Lord had not sent rain, and they had, had to make the Adam and Eve to cultivate the land, right? He had to make Adam and Eve. So now we're on paradise lost, God's judgment. Then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve because she would become the mother, the mother of all who live. And I and the Lord, so listen, so the man and Adam named his wife, sorry, <laughs> oh my God, the man Adam, goodness gracious, the man Adam, man, named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living things. And it says, Eve sounds like a Hebrew term, mother of, to give life. Eve sounds like to give life. Then the Lord God said, look at human beings. Look at, look at, right? Listen, oh my God, listen. <laughs> then the man, we already said it. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. He made clothing skins from Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. Who is us? Who is us? Who did God talk to? Who is us? Then the Lord God said, look, 
This is the third time, right? I got number three right there. This is the third time. I don't know where it says it, but this is the third time. Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out and take the fruit from the tree of life and they eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been which he had been made. After sending him out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword of, that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. That is like... Whoa. <laughs> so how, how can you, somebody explain to me, my sister said, you got to get your mind right in order to preach the word of God. Learning this, right? Just this verse. Okay. We're on chapter three, verse 22 through 24. Just this little piece that I circled right here. Then the Lord God said, look, look. The human beings. What does it say over there with the human beings? Where's the bottom? Human beings. Or the man. Hebrew reads ha Adam. Or the man also. So both of them. That's 322 and then 41. For one, I have acquired Cain's. Oh no, that's we haven't got there yet. So three twenty-two, it just says, or the man. Hebrew reads Ha Adam. So the man. The human beings. Why does it say Ha Adam? I don't want Adam. I wanted the human beings. Three twenty. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it just says right there. Human beings, or Adam, have became like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out and take the fruit of the tree of life and eat it? Then they will live forever. That's just like, how can you have a mind? Like, how can you... Right here... Just this sentence. Just that half. The Lord God said, look, the human beings have became like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out and take the fruit from the tree of life? What happens? So we can't let that happen, right? God cannot let us live forever. And why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? The Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the garden. And he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. That must have been a very amazing thing to see. Like, so amazing things to see. Guys, oh my god, I'm so excited I got to spend time and read our chapter 3 review. Ah! I can't wait. Like I said, I'm just so excited to be able to spend word of God. Would you spread it? Share it? Love it? And...
even if I'm not here, my word is still here. My videos will still be here and I will still love you. <laughs> I hope you guys have like the best day because, oh my God, I'm having the greatest day and God's blessing is amazing. So amazing. And this weather, spring is coming. Spring is coming. It's the new year. The new year is coming. They say new year in January, but listen to the Bible, guys. They got it all wrong. Everything is wrong. There's supposed to be 13 months and 28 days each. And this whole season, January to December, and the holidays we celebrate, as you know, there's only supposed to be three holidays. Three. Three holidays a year. All right, guys. I can't wait to be able to spend more time with you and get this done. <laughs> I love you. God bless you. And please, open your eyes. Let your wife, your husband, let God open your eyes to the beauty that he sees. Let him open their eyes for you. However, just pray, 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 and read your Bibles, friend. Read your Bibles, pray, and know that I love you. God loves you, and I'll see you back here for our chapter four revolt. <laughs> chapter four review. Mwah! Have a great day. Oh.